Hey there, and welcome to the Business of Business podcast. Here we are two daughters and their dad seeking to inspire and educate you to follow your dreams of being in business by teaching you the business of being in business. The good, the bad, the humor are all parts of our unique perspective as an entrepreneurial family. Thanks for joining us. So grab a coffee, turn up the volume. Here we go. Hi, everybody. This is your host, Stacey J. Dempsey. The J is very important. It brings the joy. And I am here with my dad, Jack Dempsey, and my sister, Jennifer Dempsey. And the three of us make up the two daughters and a dad. So we'd like to welcome you back to our next episode. In our last episode, we talked about the why of starting a business. And so now that we know our why, let's talk about what the next step is. Where where do we actually start? Um where do we actually start? And, and that could be, where do we start in a business plan? Where do we start in money? What, what do we do next, Jack and Jennifer? Well, I guess I'll talk about my experience and where I started. Um, I knew that I was ready to start a business with or without help. So, Um, I had no idea where to start other than a business plan. And at the time, the apartment I lived in, I had no computer, no printer. I spent every day at the library looking up how do you write a business plan and just kind of filling in the blanks um, of what made sense to me. Um, I found someone um, that kind of helped um, put you in the right direction of trying to find any loans to help start a business. And he gave me this great big packet of paper that made absolutely no sense to me. And, um, that's when I felt defeated for the first time in trying to open a business. Um, so I focused on the business plan. I think I went to each one of my siblings and had them read it and correct it and definitely spell check it. Remember I'm a hairstylist. And, um, and then I finally went to my dad and begged him to read it once I felt like it was perfect. And my, and my question to you was now, what do I do? Do you remember? I do. I, I don't remember that you had to beg me to read it. I, I thought You're I was a very busy man. I well, had I to beg. Busy, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was pretty eager. Um, no, I, I remember reading it um, and just being very impressed with the amount of time um, that you put into it, the thought that you put into uh, putting it together. And um, and then I think that's really what convinced me that you were serious about being in the business of doing hair. And so that's when I think our conversations really started to have an uptick of seriousness to them uh, because of really what you did in that business plan so uh, it was very impressive so yeah so I I decided to quit my um seven eight year salon job manager and I decided to focus fully on um starting my own business and I recruited my clients I was old school, doing people's hair in my apartment, just trying to bring any amount of income in to keep me afloat and, um, was dedicated my time to finding a place, um, finding the right location, um, of 
where I could actually put a salon. And, and that was even a challenge. So I think what's important about this story is I never expected for you to say yes to go into business with me. I was fully prepared to take out any amount of money to start a business or the business that I wanted. That's how dedicated I was. I didn't care about what amount of debt it was going to take to make it happen. So when you offered um, for us to go into business together, obviously that was a dream come true because I always looked at my dad, obviously as my dad, but a mentor as well. Um, and I think when you said we could go into business together and obviously gave me a long list of rules, um, that's when the pressure started. So the doors didn't even open yet and the pressure was on and, um, it consumed my life to get this business up and running. But it was a good pressure, right? It was a healthy pressure. It was healthy pressure, of course. We we call it healthy tension. There's always good to have tension. Um, That's how we grow. So we'll we'll call it healthy tension. How's that? Healthy tension. Healthy tension. Well, um, I want to go back to something you said uh, because I think it's very important. Um, Once you decided that you wanted to be in the business of hair, and the first thing you had to do was quit the salon that you were working in and were, and were doing very well at. Um, because if I recall, I think you had a six-month non-compete that you had to wait out right. uh, before you could uh, even do business. So, so again, big step. Um, that's a, you know, that was a step outside your comfort zone. And so that, again, caught my attention that... Um, you know, if you're willing to step away from something that clearly you're enjoying and uh, and uh, being very successful at, uh, that that opened my eyes to the seriousness of your pursuit of being an entrepreneur. And then, as I said, when I read your business plan and how you know you spent the time, you gave it a lot of thought, you uh, really uh, put together an effective plan. I got thinking to myself you know, where, where's Jennifer going to go get money? Where is she going to get the money to start this business? Um, because clearly, you know, you didn't have enough money in your savings account to do it. Uh, so we were going to have to go get money somewhere. Um, and so um, when I started thinking about banks and other places, um, I knew probably no matter what, I was going to have to put my name onto something for you to get the money, uh, which I was prepared to do. So then my business senses kicked in. I said, well, if I'm going to put my name to something, I might as well put my name to the business itself and not on a, uh, guarantee of a guarantee or of a, of a loan. And so I think then that's when I went to you and I said, Jen, you got two options. I can be an, an investor or I can be a partner. And I explained to you that being an investor was probably long-term better for you because you could pay me back, and a partnership was going to be better for me long-term. But I was going to give you the choice, and you chose? To be a partner. And I, I chose that because we've had this 
love of business together. And I think, you know, my dad has been a mentor through my whole career from the beginning. I remember us driving to cosmetology schools to check them out. You remember that? Um, yes, I do. So I feel like you have always been involved in in my career. And I think one thing that's super important is the day I quit the salon and I told my whole family that I was going to open a business, it was all positive reaction. Not one person in my family said anything negative. Everyone was so excited and ready to be a part of the journey to help in any way that they can. And believe me, they did help a lot, still do. Um, And I think that's important when you're starting a business. I think, you know, the people that are closest to you, if they all have a negative reaction um, to what you're trying to do, then that's going to affect you. So making sure that the people that are closest to you are, are on the same team is crucial. Well, there's no doubt. And so I think one of the things, Stacy, um, that this story uh, should teach those out there who are looking to become entrepreneurs and looking to raise some funds to get their business off the ground. If you are planning uh, to go to family members or friends um, to uh, invest, um, go with a plan. You know, don't go just uh, relying on the friendship or relying on the bloodline of a family to, um, you know, start that writing checks to put in your business. Um, Treat it like a transaction. Treat it like a business transaction. Put the plan together. Give them some projections on the business. And um, I think if you do that, um, you're going to stand certainly a much better opportunity of having people invest in your business. Uh, But also, I think it's just going to position you to probably pay uh, those, uh, those investors back a lot sooner than maybe what everybody anticipated. But go with a plan and uh, that would definitely increase your odds of, of raising uh, the necessary uh, funding for your business through that avenue. And so, Jennifer, just so everyone's clear, how long did it take you to complete your business plan? I mean, was it like a three-day, let me go to the library, find a template, and cut and paste? Or, you know, what did you kind of really learn through that experience? And how long did it take you to put that, the actual plan together to the point that when you gave it, when you gave it to dad, like not, not what we edited, not what we, you know, as siblings, you know, looked at, but what was, how long did it take from when you started to then you, you gave it to dad? I, I, you know, it's been a while now, so I can't remember exactly, but I started the business plan while I still was working. I knew the time was coming. Um, the time, you know, I felt, I felt like it was coming like yeah. this is this chapter is coming to a close and I'm ready to start the next chapter. And um, so I want to say, you know, three months um, of starting the business plan, meeting with different people. And then that day that I decided I wasn't coming back to the salon any longer. That was when the business plan got <laughs> delivered. Like, OK, this is this is serious now. This is, this is what we're going to focus on. 
Right, right. So, you know, with the business plan, obviously Jack talked about, you know, potentially doing transactions with family members or, or friends and things like that. I mean, there's all of, obviously other avenues if people don't have that, um, you know, ability to, you know, go to a family member. So would you say, you know, as far as what are other avenues that people need, you know, can go to, to get some money, get some capital to start their, start their businesses. And, and keeping in mind that some businesses take more capital than others, right? I think hair salons is potentially up there with some of the most uh, demanding upfront costs. If I, re- if I remember your research, Jennifer, when we started going down this road, it's, uh, you know, getting space, getting the product in there, getting like everything you have to kind of purchase up front before you can actually cut color shampoo and blow dry someone's hair, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we, we definitely needed some money to make it presentable. And I think I had to, you know, talk to talk to you, dad, and, and tell you, like, I want this you know, to look a certain way and it to be, you know, this expensive chandelier. And then we realized really quickly that, um, yes, we need it to be nice and beautiful and, and comfortable, but we also can't spend a hundred thousand dollars on a salon. So, um, there was definitely a happy medium. So, so yeah, how do you, how do you think we could have went about it in a different way if you didn't want to go into business with me, Dad? Well, again, it depends on the type of business, but certainly uh, in uh, in your case, Jen, it would have been probably building a business plan, putting you know some type of uh, projections. And I think showing your track record, because you were probably going to have to go either through some type of small business loan um, or bank loan in order to get the upfront costs that you need to do the build out of the space, to buy the the chairs, the mirrors, all the fixtures. Um, so I think you would have had to um, really show kind of what kind of revenue you generated yourself um, up to that point. So as much, as much as you can show, uh, the people who are looking to give you the financing that you are, you know, solid and, uh, know what you're doing, the more likely you were to get some money. Um, but it would have been tough. It would have been tough to, to probably, you know, get it, um, you know, all that you really needed. Um, so, um, now other types of businesses, you know, sometimes you can, you can start small, you know, you can start smaller where the upfront costs aren't, you know, that, uh, onerous. Um, you might even be able to do some businesses on the side while you're still keeping your, your job so that you can experiment or test the waters to see if, you know, if it's a legitimate way to, uh, build a business, have a business and grow a business. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to have financials if you're going to raise money to, you know, fund a business. So, um, like I said, it can be family members, it can be a bank, it can be, uh, the small, uh, business administration. It can be, there can be specialty monies out there, grants for, you know, I know I, I, not that familiar with them, but certainly women in business, you know, there seems to be some grant money or was, you know, for, um, 
women starting businesses. Um, probably not particularly easy process to go through um, would be my guess. Um, but, you know, there's those kind of things. And again, it would it would depend a lot on your perseverance, your determination, the, uh, the quality of your business plan, uh, how things were thought out, um, you know, would be the most important aspect of of trying to raise uh, money. Now, there's other things out there, too. I mean, you know, I mean, might even be able to do GoFundMe, <laughs> you know, out there. There might be a yeah, way absolutely. to raise some money that way, you know, <clears throat> get your business funding, uh, you know, $5 at a time from people. Uh, so, I mean, get creative, I guess, is my point. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of room for creativity when you're starting up a business. So, you know, don't be afraid to be creative in trying to, to raise the necessary funding uh, to get your business started. Yeah, and you mentioned, Jack, you know, some people are still working kind of their nine to five and doing their passion on the side just so they can kind of put a pinky toe in at a time and start small. And, and so I know I have a handful of clients that they just simply saved. They saved their money. They had, a, you know, their business plan was to really kind of start their business full force five years from now. And in that, so the business plan was we're saving our money. We're going to live, live lean, as you mentioned in our last episode. And, and that's going to be the avenue that we, that we go down. But that wasn't after a lot of research of, can I go get a loan? And what does that look like? And how soon can I, you know, how, how do I pay it back? And just kind of working through all those, um, you know, all those different, different avenues, but any links that we uh, have of resources for uh, our listeners about where to find capital and websites and things like that. We'll certainly link them um, below our podcast. So um, I think another thing too, real quick, and Jennifer mentioned it earlier, just some of the sacrifices that she made, you know, uh, getting rid of an apartment, uh, just really reducing her personal expenses down. You know, there's, especially if you're going out there looking for funding from some of the traditional sources like banks, you know, anything that you can show like that where you have really reduced down uh, your uh, personal expenses to the bare bones um, goes a long way to give them confidence, again, that you're serious about, um, you know, building a business and having a successful business. Yeah, Jen, there's some rough years there. Because you, you talked about you had rough. to move back in with mom, but what people don't realize is that you had lived on your own for five or six years at that point you right. had your own place own car i mean your whole own life going on right and right. um then to really humble yourself to say all right <laughs> hey mom can i <laughs> come back and live with you after really just being out there in the world and doing your own thing for so long that was that was uh, that was rough because I remember I was there helping you move back in. Oh, yeah, it was definitely rough. And but I think it goes back to what we talked about before. If your why is strong enough, those sacrifices don't seem like sacrifices because it was all for the greater good. It was all for the greater purpose. I knew, you know, not everybody has the opportunity to move back home. So, you know, I took those sacrifices as really blessings that again, my family supported me in the decisions that I was making, um, to, be, to be able to go back home. And, and that was the way that was my mom's way of supporting me to say, you can come live here, um, until you get back on your feet. So 
Right. Right. Good stuff. Um, so any final thoughts before we wrap this episode up on where do I start? I guess the, the where do I start is start with a business plan. Go through that process thoroughly. Give it to people that have an invested interest in that plan being successful. Um, and, and, then, and then go down the avenues of researching what kind of capital you need and what are those areas that you can go get that get that money to start start your business if I'm if I'm remembering this all correctly right well you are and, and I think what's important as time goes on and as we talked as you said in our last episode about a why um, if you once you start thinking about your business in terms of scale and, and how large you want your business to get and how you want to grow your business this continues to be talking about how to finance it, it it never really goes away because you know you you determine how am I going to get the necessary funding to get my business started then you have a level of growth in your business and then it becomes about now where do I get the funding to um, grow and to continue to grow because you will plateau if you're not careful there's a there's a um, mathematical equation out there called the sigmoid curve. And basically the sigmoid curve says that when you, ha- when you start something like a new business, you're going to have a starting point and then you're going to immediately have a dip um, in growth in your personal and business. Things are going to go down a little bit because the business is just getting off the ground. Then as the business starts to go up, Uh, and grow it's at what point in that growth now do I reinvest and start the sigmoid curve over again because if you don't make that investment during your growth stage then your business will plateau it'll it'll turn on itself to where you can no longer uh, grow because you didn't make the necessary investment during the growth stage. So that's what Jennifer and I are talking about now is as she's growing, at what point do we make a reinvestment? Because the scary part of that is you're starting the curve over again. You know, you're starting that uh, where you're going to maybe have to go backwards a little bit to go up again. And so, um, so funding and finding money to continue growth is always going to be there. But now, in Jennifer's case, she's got three years of business under her belt, and she's got, um, um, you know, her financials that any bank's going to can look at now, and she's not going to have any trouble at all being able to get additional funding, you know, to invest in growth, because she's committed to, again, staying lean. And allowing the money that the business is generating to go back into the business for growth, which builds financials, which builds a story, which will then uh, actually have banks and other financing options really lining up to do business with you rather than you trying to figure out someone to, to do business with you. Big difference. I know. Isn't that crazy how it works? I think in the beginning, it's there's so much fear and so much pressure, especially around f- 
financials for me. Um, and then you get to a place that you're comfortable. Like we have some cash flow happening. I'm taking a little bit of money. I'm back to buying a new purse every once in a while, right? And then and then we get to that place again where, okay, now it's time to invest again. And you're like, no, 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 I want to hold on to my money. I just got comfortable. So for sure, being an entrepreneur, it just goes back to always being able to be pushed out of your comfort zone. We see the cycle happening. Um, so you master that and you're, you're, well, you're good to go, but we're still going to be scared sometimes, right? New purse. Wait a minute. <laughs> Jennifer, now you know you're supposed to fly under the radar with these things. I mean, uh-huh. I have to give my ladies some, some hope. We can, we went from Michael Kors to Target back to Michael Kors. I mean, there's hope out here, right? Well, no. <laughs> no, it could have went from Target to Marshalls or something yeah. like that. We, we could have stepped. We could have stepped it back up. But I mean, I think that um, that that comfortable word is very important because that really is uh, something that, as entrepreneurs, you have to be very careful with. Is because you start your business, you, you, you have that dip, you've worked hard, it's been grueling, it's been hard, you're starting to feel growth, you're starting to see some cash flow, you know, you're looking at the car, you're looking at these things that you've been nursing along for a while, you know, thinking, boy, now's the time to, you know, get that new car or make this purchase. It's at that point, you've got to step back, re-examine your why, and say, okay, am I at scale? Is this where I want to be with my business? Was this, you know, the size of business that I envisioned when I started? Because if it's not, then put air in the tires, get the oil changed, give it a good wash job, but keep the car and invest it back in your business because, again, if you're going to build something that's meaningful, it's you have to invest in that growth stage. You cannot allow lifestyle to start pulling money from your business because, again, you'll never get there, um, you know, when you're investing in lifestyle. Good stuff. Well, I want to thank you both for taking the time out to do our podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you all soon. Thanks. We want to thank you for listening today. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a positive review. And we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Dempsey Weiss & Associates and Jake Faith Hair Studio.